I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. Canto Bite Dispatch. Today I'm Brittany and joining me today, as always, is my friend Emily Lynn. Hi, Emily. Hi, Brittany. How are you? I am doing okay. How are you doing? You have been quite ill. Yeah, I got COVID. And it's weird to say because, like, I haven't had anyone to tell. Like, I've, like, kept this, like, crazy thing to myself i mean obviously i haven't like left the house or anything because like that'd be fucking bad if i got covid and i was like at the grocery store yeah, don't do that at a museum yeah don't 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 do that shit but yeah i had covid and it fucking sucked i got the booster i got everything i'm fully vaxxed ready to party but not actually party because social events make me nervous now since covid is a thing and yeah i was sick carlos got sick first he brought it home from work and uh it was inevitable according to my mom every time we would come over she would be like you're gonna get it you're gonna get it you're gonna get it like it's like the fucking plague or something i'm like mom okay like you know we'll be okay if we get it you know we're fully vaxxed like you guys were fine when you got it we'll 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 be fine but yeah i was fucking bad i I hated it even though it was just it was omicron i mean i feel like i feel shitty for saying just omicron because like i was not well mm-hmm. like mentally physically like i was sleeping really fatigued um i was telling you before we were we started recording that i had covid brain really bad so i like forget you know thought processes or like names for things and like it's really affecting me still even though that i'm like 90 95% better so uh, long COVID exists and COVID exists. So please God get vaccinated because, you know, if I wasn't vaccinated, it possibly p- would have been like way, way worse. So I'm just thankful for modern technology and getting boosted and getting vaccinated because, yeah, it would have been a completely different story if I wasn't. Yeah, that's scary. Yeah, it was it was not fun. It was nice, though, that Carlos was there, too. Like we were like little COVID buddies. So that was nice. Like we would like just like look at each other across the room, just be like, oh, I don't want to get up or like, what are we making for dinner? Are we going to make ramen again? Sometimes my my parents would bring food over or something, like slide it under the door and leave. So that was nice. And it was funny because everyone's like, do you need help grocery shopping? Like we can go to the store for you. And funny enough, we had just gone to the store and I'm thinking like, first off, 
why does everyone think that we need food? Like, do we? Do they not think we don't shop? Like, we shop. We go to Costco. Well, you like, depending on when you get sick. If you get sick when it's like the day before you normally do grocery shopping, then that's bad. Yeah, but thank God we had done grocery shopping, and then like a day later, like Carlos is like, "Oh shit." And then it was one of those like things where he woke up and I'm like, good morning. And he's like, I have a sore throat. And I'm like, fuck. But then he tested negative. And the next day he tested positive. And it took me like fucking forever to test positive. Like it was driving me fucking nuts because I knew I had COVID because like it hit me like a fucking truck. Mm-hmm. Like um, like Tuesday night, a couple like weeks ago, like uh, my voice just died like my throat started getting scratchy. It was just like like night and day, like in like thirty to forty five minutes. It was insane. And then yeah, I kept testing negative, and and then finally, um, Thursday evening, I tested positive. So that's a great thing to remember, everyone, is that even though you test negative, it might not fucking be negative. It might be positive. So that's why they, with those anti-antigen tests or those like home tests, like they recommend, like if you have symptoms, like take two of them mm-hmm. because like I was taking that shit like pregnancy tests. <laughs> like I, yeah, I, I thought I was going nuts because I had all the symptoms and everything. And then like it made me feel guilty because I'm like, well, then what am I missing work for? And then I'm like, well, I'm fucking sick. That's why I'm missing work. Yeah. So like, then like it's, it's, not, it's getting in my if it's not, fucking even head. if it's not COVID, like it could, you could have still been sick with something that you could have given to somebody. Well, also, I was so fucking sick that I texted my sister and said that Chris Fresh says hi. <laughs> That's pretty sick. I know. And do you know what she said? Hmm. Ew. <laughs> That's all she said. Fantastic. Yeah, so there you go. Like I my the deed is done. Yep. Um the, the book is closed. You know, there's no more chapters of this this trilogy. Like, it's over. Okay. It's done. Okay. It's not going to be like Star Wars where they get decide, like, we're going to do 17 more movies and a show about Boba Fett. But it's not really about Boba Fett. We're going to put Luke Skywalker in here because everyone likes CGI hey, hey, look, Luke look, Skywalker. Look, we spent an entire fucking two weeks complaining about that shit. We don't have to rehash it. Yeah, because it's nice because we don't really have a lot to complain about this week. So that's really nice. It's just I feel like sometimes I'm just reminded like I was having a conversation with someone about Star Wars today and I was just like constantly reminded of like CGI Luke Skywalker with Grogu and his little backpack. And I'm like, yeah, but 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 now you've made peace with the Grogu again and you're we're happy with the little baby Yoda. Yeah, I, I really have made peace with Grogu, and I really didn't think that I was capable of doing that. But this last episode of the Mandal of exactly, yeah. of fucking exactly, <laughs> this last episode of Book of Boba, like I forgave Grogu for what I did to Grogu. Well, it's not what you did to Grogu; it is what fucking Dave Filoni and John Favreau did to Grogu. Yeah, I don't I I don't like pointing fingers, especially like someone the other day was like, oh, yeah, you can point your finger at Carlos because he got you COVID. Like, no, I'm not going to fucking do that. Like, it's like you get sick, you know, like I'm not going to point my fingers at anyone. Like, if I'm going to point my fingers, I'm going to point my finger at Dave Filoni for that last episode of 
Book of Boba were on the green planet with Ahsoka. That I'll gladly point my finger at Dave Filoni for that because I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? What is this? But I was happy to see that other people agreed with us. I was kind of surprised to see that we had some people in our in our little uh, corner. So that was nice. <laughs> yeah, we had somebody. We had somebody who I didn't know reach out, being like, I was purposely looking for podcasts that were complaining about these two episodes because I thought they were shit and everyone else seemed to like them and thank god for your podcast isn't that nice though that like the the voice of reasoning that we are the voice of reasoning (laughs) to call out shit when we see it because I understand like I used to be like you know let's look at the positives and everything and then like I met Carlos and then Star Wars started getting shitty and then, like, he's like, well, you gotta look at the positives. And I'm like, there's no fucking positives. L3 becomes the Falcon and, like, trapped in the Falcon forever. And that's fucking shitty. Fuck you, Solo. Yeah, fuck that movie. It sucks. Except for Donald Glover. Yeah, that is such a shame that, like, such a wonderful character and wonderful actor is, like, trapped in, like, you know, this weird cesspool of shit. Oh, my God. Speaking of characters. So... I was watching the Olympics, like hardcore Olympics, like thank God, like that helped me get through COVID was all of the Russian like skating scandals and everything like that was, oh, that that was intense. That little 15 year old girl accidentally taking grandpa's medicine or that's what she told (laughs) everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) You got to keep grandpa's medicine in the cabinet and yours on the table or something because like that shit can't keep happening. But so I kept seeing commercials for that Joe versus Carol show with uh, with that SNL actress. I can't think of her name. Kate something. McKinnon. And I, yeah, Kate McKinnon. Yeah, she's great. I'm definitely not going to watch that. But for some reason that like sparked my interest in, hey, I haven't watched Tiger King yet. The thing that became really big during COVID. Because like yeah. I was... I was really focused on, you know, I was in summer camp, basically. I was, you know, playing badminton every night and playing dominoes with my family. Like, life was good, except I I couldn't see Carlos for, like, three months, and that fucking sucked. But I was at summer camp, and I was playing, you know, Animal Crossing all the time. And everyone was talking about this, like, Tiger King show and about, like, Carol Baskin. I'm like, who the fuck are these people? So I finally watched it, and I finally know who these people are, and... They all suck. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much the the whole thing. Yeah. So if you want to watch a documentary about people who suck and people who take advantage of the lives of tigers, definitely watch Tiger King because like <laughs> that's a great documentary that likes to forget in that like in twenty twenty two. You're not allowed to, I'm not allowing you to talk about Tiger King on our broadcast. There were two weeks within the history of the world in which it was okay to talk about Tiger King and that was when it was on and everybody watched it. You missed the vote on Tiger King. There's no more Tiger King. doesn't exist anymore. You don't understand, Emily. I've had all the Tiger King songs stuck in my head all day. Like, I was sitting at work today and thinking of, I go to work or, like, I wake up, I go to work and, like, the other weird songs that, like, Joe Exotic, like, fucking sings. He has, like, ten fucking albums. But, like, Fuck Joe Exotic for the way that he treats animals and putting them in that sad little fucking zoo and breeding tigers. Uh, just 
all of those people, like Doc Ankle, the ankle, Doc I Ankle. I don't, I don't know I, who the I, fuck. Look, I, I remember the people are shitty to the tigers, and that woman definitely killed her husband. And that's my only memory of the show because you will forget about the show in a week, just like the rest of the world. Exactly. But yeah, those people are horrible. And those poor fucking tigers, like an endangered, beautiful species, is taken advantage of by these three crazy motherfuckers. One of them who killed her husband, one of them who like killed a bunch of tigers, and another one who's like, in a cult and who also killed tigers like stop fucking killing tigers like it should be simple like and don't try to get one of your employees to like murder someone because like that's fucking stupid like don't do that and i can hear carlos laughing in the background because i was joking around that i that he will he's gonna give a review on the sith list of season one of tiger king even though he barely watched any of it because even he was like i'm not watching this shit i don't know for 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 a split second i was i was really back in 2020 and i understand now all the tiger king jokes and everything but like now i've inserted myself back into 2022 so i will be staying there i just wanted to share that i watched tiger king and it was an interesting experience okay you know what's a good thing to watch fucking peacemaker damn oh i i mean i've never talked before about how much i love this show but they nailed the fucking ending it was good it's coming back for season two, which I kind of have an experience about. I mean, I have, I trust James Gunn, and I don't think he'd do a season two if he didn't have a story. But I also thought the show ended really well. And even though I watched it, I think like four days after it aired, I managed to not get spoiled for the finale, not even the cameo. I was shocked I didn't get spoiled for that. Yeah, it was weird because at first, you know, you see the shadows of everyone and then you actually see the motherfucker who fucks fish and you're like, oh, wow. <laughs> he did it. It's so cool. It's so cool. That makes me like him a lot more. I know. I really liked this last episode. Like, I was really excited after watching it. So I'm like, this was really good. And also, shout out to James Gunn, who just proposed to Jennifer Holland. So good job that beautiful rock on her finger was very lovely good job james they're very cute she's great i really loved her these last two episodes because i know before i was complaining that she was a little mean but like now i understand it because like she's kind of surrounded by idiots and i'd be mean too <laughs> if i was surrounded by idiots i but yeah, i just it's it's such it's the best superhero show ever and it is probably one of my favorite tv shows of the past 10 years it is so fucking good and like really an interesting story and john cena is the best wrestler turned actor there is i mean because he's not just funny he's really good at the whole emotional arc of that character which is largely tragic but also he can just like dance around in his underwear singing into a giant dildo and be incredibly funny and packing some heat. Jeer Gord. And he can play piano. It's really not fair. Reality star John Cena <laughs> is one of my favorite actors. Reality star John Cena from 
Total Bellas, and I forget what the other show was called, or something Divas or something. Like, I can't believe that the man I was watching in high school on E! Network is now this, like, fantastic actor on one of the greatest shows on TV right now. Like, I would have never guessed I mean, the, this would happen. The whole cast, cast is incredible. That guy who plays Vigilante is hysterical. And that's a hard role to do where you're just playing a complete psychopath. Like, it's really easy to make that a character that's just like a one-note joke. And somehow it isn't. And, I mean, the guy who played Mern, super fucking good. Steve Agee as Economos. When, when he finally is forced to give that explanation as to why he dyed his beard. And it is so, like, just fucking heartbreaking and painful to watch. And also, like, going through the reactions of the whole team as they're hearing the story of this thing they've been making fun of him for the entire time. And it's just, like, heartbreaking and brutal. I know. I was so sad when I finally heard the explanation of, like, why he dyes his beard. I'm thinking, like, he doesn't need to do that. Like, I think that a lady would feel like she scored if, like, she got him. <laughs> like, I I think that's, like, so sad. Because, like, if, I can't fucking tell that his beard is dyed. <laughs> oh, like, it's terrible. <laughs> I, I can't. I don't know. Body hair is fucking weird. Like, I know blonde people that have ginger beards. Like, it just happens for some reason. Like, hair is a weird fucking thing. And this is coming from, like, a redhead who, like, I'm, like, the 4% of the population with this hair color. Like, it's a weird fucking thing. I don't know. I just, I thought, uh, the, the show is just so fucking good. And the all the stuff with him and his dad is brilliant. And, like, the very end of the episode, it's just, like, his ghost dad sitting down next to him. Fucking Christ. And I love his friendship without a bio. Like, when she find, when she sees Eagly hug him after not believing him in the first episodes, that was delightful. Eagly is the greatest character on any TV show ever. My favorite was when they had him have the helmet and then he just dropped it and just kept <laughs> fucking just going. <laughs> he doesn't have superpowers. He's not like, it's not like one of Peacemaker's powers is he can talk to animals. He doesn't have powers. He's just a dude. And it's just an eagle that he trained. Oh, so good. And I also just, I, I thought the, the whole ambiguity of the butterflies at the end was really like a smart interesting choice where you kind of go I I don't know if he made the right decision or not but he saved the lives of his friends yeah I I think that's definitely going to be revisited since Goff is still hanging out and chilling so we'll, we'll see what ends up happening with that but I definitely loved Adebayo, I think, was one of my favorite characters like from the show. She's so fucking good. I'm so glad that she's in something else because they did her fucking dirty in Orange is the New Black. And seeing her character progression this season, too, has been, like, great. I love how in the end she totally calls out her mom because her mom's fucking horrible. And I love that we see her, like, go back to her wife. And the dog's dressed up. The dog's dressed up. Also, it's just nice that... 
the lesbian representation on the show where you don't you know i don't hear james gunn give a single interview bragging about how oh we're so great because we finally have that lesbian representation and like like fucking they do in star wars all the time and then have a two second scene where somebody hugs somebody in the background fucking star wars instead you have like an actual relationship and you even get to see him like you see them together at the end and they're making out but it's not like sexualized or anything it's romantic and sweet and like they would do if it was a straight couple and yeah i didn't hear a single thing about how like them giving themselves pats on the back about how progressive they are yeah i mean all i hear about like that kind of stuff too is like you know everyone talking about like euphoria because euphoria is like the biggest thing ever right now when in reality the season kind of sucks and i think that sam levison is like a horrible director and the way that he treats his um... <laughs> dude i haven't seen a single second on that show but every interview i see with that guy is just what a piece of shit he is he is because he like purposely tries to find a way to have women topless on his show or like nude scenes or sex scenes. And it's like, why are you doing that? Like, that's why are you always sexualizing people and things? Like, we're more than just our fucking body parts, you piece of crap. I don't know, but I hear that a bunch of people on set were upset with like his like. just the way that he chose to do characters or this or that and then he's killing off possibly people now because of it it just like so crazy but then you look at james gunn you see sam levinson versus james gunn and it's just fun love james gunn like they all they all seem to be like super good like friends and shit and that's not like necessary for a show i mean there are plenty of people who have hated each other who have made really good things but i do i do get a kick of like all the behind the scenes photos and stuff with the whole cast where they just seem to be chilling and having a really good time i love that so much and i love i i love this for james gunn like i personally am not the biggest fans of the guardians of the galaxy like even though like I grew up watching Scooby-Doo. I love Scooby-Doo. I loved his Scooby-Doo movies. Like, I those were so good. <laughs> I That's my favorite James Gunn thing other than Peacemaker are his fucking Scooby-Doo movies. Like, those were so good. Like, especially, like, Spooky Island. Like, that's – it was oh, – Emily, you have to watch that movie. No, I've have seen you it. seen it's it? a piece of shit. I love it. Like – When is the last time you watched it? years yeah. ago i'll have to watch it I'll, I'll have to have rusty and i watch it again because rusty loves going back and and re-watching those movies hey have you seen the trailer for the new elvis movie look i can't deal with baz Luhrmann. Uh, i can't deal with tom hanks and the idea of in the year of our lord 2022 you put somebody in a fat suit you can go fuck yourself Tom Hanks, though, Emily, your favorite actor, Tom Hanks, is in a movie coming out that's supposed to be, like, really big. Don't care. Don't care about Elvis. Hate Baz Luhrmann. Hate Tom Hanks. Get in the bin, that movie. What if they put Tom Hanks? Because, I mean, Star Wars is Star Wars as it is. Like, would adding Tom Hanks to Star Wars really, like, would that be the icing on the cake for you? I mean, put him in fucking Ahsoka, along with everything else I don't give a shit about. (laughs) 
they should just like make a collection of people to like put in Ahsoka. Like I'm trying to think of like other actors or other like people like. Ugh. I'm not into it. Thanks. Like I'm trying to think of all the things we're going to get at celebration, like announcements and shit. And I was thinking, well, Andor, because where the fuck is Andor? Like Catherine Plug ears. I don't know where Andor well, is. And I hope he's okay. But then we have year. Ahsoka. And I mean, it'll be yeah. it'll be a ton of. I mean, it'll be a ton of Obi-Wan because it'll be the premiere of Obi-Wan. Yeah, that's interesting. It was announced, uh, I don't know when, that birthday, my birthday, May 25th, is going to be the premiere date for Kenobi. So thanks, Star Wars. I really hope it's not shitty. <laughs> and I'm really fearing it is because uh, Dave needs to not get into this because I like Obi-Wan and I want to continue like Obi-Wan but I feel like if Dave kind of puts his little George hands into it like I feel like I'm not going to like Obi-Wan anymore I don't know I just I, I hope that I like it but going into it I, I don't care about Obi-Wan I'm super scared that it's going to turn into this nostalgic oh. look at flashback scenes Absolutely. of Anakin and Obi-Wan Absolutely. and look at all What's these CGI be? clone troopers. Like It's going to be him like hanging out with fucking good old kid Princess Leia and shit. It's going to suck. I don't know. Like I, I would love to continue my headcanon that like Obi-Wan and Leia have never fucking met. But they keep making this shit more difficult, you know, where Obi-Wan technically wasn't in exile for all those fucking years. He was helping out the rebels with this shit. Like, I am very, very fearful. But also, like, I am mad that I'm fearful because, like, I, I wish I could be positive about this. But, like, seeing how, like, Book of Boba was, that is the future of Star Wars. I know 100%. And that makes me sick. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, it does. Like, when will this be something creative again versus something, you know, just built off of, you know, nostalgia? I mean... I mean, I'm still hopeful for things like Acolyte and the um, rumored High Republic show with, like, the, the younger cast just because it's a lot harder for them to cram and shit there. Like, obviously, like, Yoda's around at the High Republic, but that's about it. And so you can't be like, oh, here's here's Cad Bane dropping by. They have crazy, scary Cad Bane. He's a scary yeah, motherfucker. Yeah, but he's quite dead. So. Oh yeah, he's. I mean, dead. he should be. He should, should be dead. About... He got he got gaffy sticked right in the chest. What a way to go, dude! It was that it fucking... was really satisfying to see him just take that gaffy stick and beat the shit out of somebody. They made it all worth it. He was so sexy just with that yeah. gaffy stick, too. Yeah. Fantastic. Big fan. Well, might as well. We should talk about the episode, the the season finale of Book of Possibly Boba. the series finale. We don't know yet. Eh, who knows? They'll they'll start it again, and then it'll end up being an Ahsoka show or something. They'll, they'll figure it out. Uh, okay, so I... I don't, I don't fucking remember what happened in this episode. I mean, I liked it. Well, first off, there was child abuse happening fucking... because R2-D2 flew the next wing, 
with just a baby Yoda in like a random place, like thinking that, you know, uh, whatever her name is, was going to know what to do with Grogu. Like, first off, like. You can't just put a baby Luke. in an airplane by itself and send it across the country. Much less. No matter how special that baby is. You don't fucking do in that. A spaceship, especially a baby that has been i realize they like killed a lot of the bad guys but that baby has been a quite wanted baby by lots of different people because he's a very special little baby yoda and so maybe don't just put him in with a droid who, don't get me wrong r2 is great droid as far as cool astromech droids go love r2 best there is however there's always so much you can do to protect the little baby yoda why does it feel like that like Dave is just like purposely making like all of these characters we grew up with just like super <laughs> shitty of Luke Skywalker forcing a baby to make a decision. R2D2 flying a baby unsupervised, you know, across, you know, the galaxy. Like, wh- what the fuck is he gonna do with Kenobi? He's gonna make like Kenobi, like, I, I don't even I wanna know. RT was like, God fucking, I gotta get him away from this dude. This dude fucking sucks. He's being mean to this poor little baby. I gotta th- get this little baby back to his dad. Even if it means I got to take him by himself. It's not like R2 can get anybody else with him. So he's got to do it. So R2, I'm sure R2 was judging Luke pretty badly there. And he's just like, okay, I'm going to take the little baby back to his dad. And then I'm going to go bitch out Luke Skywalker. That's what happens in my head anyway. Lots of angry beeping. Luke Skywalker has just become a major problem in our lives. <laughs> Fuck that dude. Creating just... Okay, so... Yeah. Okay, we talked about this. I liked the little baby Yoda in this episode. I love the reunion with the Mandalorian. I love him putting the Rancor to sleep and then cuddling up next to it. Look, I get that it's supposed to be emotionally manipulative and make you go, oh, look at the cute little baby Yoda with the Rancor. It still works. However, much as I enjoyed it, should not be in this show. Both in terms of it should happen in The Mandalorian, but also it should happen like at the end of the next season of The Mandalorian. Because now you have the big Mandalorian finale that everybody was like losing their shit over and how cool it was to have Luke show up and take the little baby Yoda off. And now season three of The Mandalorian is going to start with him already being reunited with the little baby Yoda. That's crazy. That is so fucking weird. It's weird to do it so quickly. It's weird to do it in another show. I don't understand what the fuck is their problem is. However, I enjoyed all of the scenes. I mean, it's a baby. A baby can't make a decision. Like, a baby, of course, is going to be like, I want to be a Jedi. I wake up the next morning. I want my fucking dad back. Like, sure, it, like, it's yes, a baby. I have no problem with the baby making that decision. I have a problem with the writers... <laughs> <laughs> compressing the timeline so much I'm not blaming baby Yoda for the writing of the show I I agree though like I think that's freaking ridiculous that you know the end of season 2 like goodbye baby Yoda and season 3 oh hey baby Yoda like long time no see let me mark it off of you. Let's put you on more t-shirts, more sweaters, anyway. more blankets. You can do that anyway. It's not like people haven't forgotten the baby Yoda. Just and like you can have the whole season be like Mando being really sad cuz he and you then you cut. You can cut in scenes with Luke in the like you take that shit that was in that episode. 
you put that in the Mandalorian season three and you splice it up over like four episodes. And then at the end, then oh, at the God. end of the Mandalorian, he's been having other adventures. So you only get like maybe a couple of minutes of Luke Skywalker an episode. So it's not as annoying. Then at the end of the season in the last like three episodes, it's that's when you do the, the baby coming back. Yeah, but that's the problem is that I would hate if every episode of Mandalorian I had to see fucking CGI Luke Skywalker. Yeah, but at least it would make sense to be telling that story in that show. Yeah, but still, like, if I'm watching The Mandalorian and know that Baby Yoda is with Luke now, like, I'm done with that story. I don't want that story anymore. But I mean, like, sure, Baby Yoda came back and, like, Baby Yoda's cute and shit, doing cute things, and I fucking fell for it because it's Baby Yoda. Who doesn't like Baby Yoda? Like, even my cold-ass heart talking shit about Baby Yoda last week. You know, I can't stay Dude. here looking yeah. at you straight in the eye and be like, no, fuck that you know Baby why? Yoda. Because that I can't Baby Yoda that. cuddled up next to a rancor. A baby rancor, mind. And it was the cutest fucking thing. I don't know how I felt necessarily about Boba riding the Rancor. Like, I that was a little much for me. Like, it was great to see the Rancor. Like, I, good boy. Good boy Rancor. But, like... It, it looks kind of goofy. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, it's fine. You know, uh, just... Yeah. I, I personally wouldn't do it. Yeah, it looks, it looks a little goofy and cheap. And maybe if you had spent a little less money on shitty robot Luke Skywalker... You could have you could have put some more money into the rancor riding. Uh, I did I did enjoy the pure uh, King Kong thing when the he climbing the rancor is climbing up the tower and they're all shooting at it. That I liked. That was a nice little reference. I liked that. Oh yeah. Uh, I liked. I liked most of the episode really. Um, I liked everybody coming together. You know, I liked. Um, Freetown showing up and the the mods helping out I thought that was a fun combo and I liked the flirtation between that Freetown chick and the main mod girl and in my head they're definitely a couple now when they go off together with their guns I thought that was cool I liked them I loved the 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 Twilight dude Who's like, I'm going to go, like, read the terms. And then, <laughs> like, it's just completely fucked himself over. I thought that was cute. That guy's funny. I liked that character the whole time. I, I hope we see oh, him again. He's yeah, a funny he motherfucker. And, and now he and uh, Amy Sedaris can, can be having fun together. That was a fun little team up. I wonder if I mean, she was like, she has some weird fucking taste. Yeah, you know, like some of the fights, like, I don't know, I thought just, I enjoyed the story. Uh, I'm not completely sold on the big-ass scorpion droids or whatever they were called. Didn't love them. But I liked all the stuff with, this is how Mandalorians should be used as part of Boba's story. They're teaming up together. They're, you know, making plans together, and that's cool. I liked you know that of like, are we gonna are we gonna run away or not? And they're like, no, we both have a we both have our own creed, and we're gonna we're gonna help these people and stay and have this fight. 
That was really sweet. I I really like that the Mandalorian stayed to his Mandalorian roots, even though, you know, he's in a cult. And, yeah, I would really like for him to break free from that cult because I want to see headless. um, Helmetless. Not headless. (laughs) Headless. You see, that's that's my brain again. I was distracted, and now Boba Fett doesn't have a head. That's Django. Never mind. That's Django that doesn't have a head. Uh, what else? Oh, so when Freetown shows up, the dude who the alien dude who is the bartender guy who is played by Dan Doherty from Deadwood says that Cobb Band was gunned down. And in my head, gunned down means dead. Like I've never heard gunned down not mean dead. And so when that first episode, I mean, that other episode ended and Cobb Vant, they were all running to save Cobb Vant. I'm like, oh, obviously Cobb Vant is not dead because otherwise they would just show him dead. But then this episode, when he says gun down, I'm like, oh, my God, they fucking killed Cobb Vant. And I was very upset. But then he didn't. He's just hanging out in a back to tank wearing a shirt for some reason, which come on. Come on. It's a fucking crime. How dare you, Star Wars? First, you you give us this episode of CGI Luke Skywalker, then you put a shirt on fucking. Wait, he's in a back. To, first of all, why is anybody wearing a shirt in a back? Nobody else is wearing a shirt in a back to tank. So why is the most goddamn handsome man you have? I just I want to see shirtless Cobb Vanth. Shout out to Chris Hall from Scruffy Looking Podcasters who called out the exact same thing on their last episode. It's just a damn crime. What a good man. I agree. I but, mean, it's Timothy Olyphant. He's so handsome. Yeah. I mean, maybe like he he's not used to like going to like swimming pools and that's like his like <laughs> swimming shirt. And like maybe he's like, I need a shirt. You know, I might I might get sunburnt. So maybe that's just a personal choice because I fucking feel you. I'm in the sun for five minutes and I get burnt. He you know? lives so in a desert. Maybe... I know, but still, it's still damaging to I'm the skin. Saying, he knows from the sun. It's okay. He can be shirtless. Just give me. And he's in a back to tank. Yeah. And it's all like dark and gloomy inside. And now he's going to be a robot person. I'm so happy for him. I hope we see him in, in Mandalorian yeah, season yeah, 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 three. Yeah. Uh, really, I want him to be. I want them to take whatever that uh, fucking whatever the new republic was going to be and make that cop band show and it could just be dead like it could just literally just be justified in space he can be a cop and he's just going around solving crimes and shooting people and i would be the happiest person in the world shout out to chuck Wendig for creating such a great character even if he never got credit for it because disney sucks yeah, Disney sucks. So we're here to remind you that the reason the cop band exists is because of our dear friend Chuck Wendig, yep. who is Emily's yep. really close friend. It's I I have adopted the the term friend because <laughs> I I think that Chuck Wendig is a lovely friend, even though I don't know Chuck Wendig personally. I think that if I did know him personally, we would I've be friends. I've seen him in April. Well, hopefully. Oh my god! Tell him I said hi. <laughs> he. It's it's hopefully for the the launch the paperback launch of his um of his book his last book book of accidents he is coming to the Strand in New York and so he's like doing a reading with a couple other authors and I am super excited hopefully it happens I mean you know like Omicron or whatever the next variant is could resurge but for right now I'm supposed to be seeing him 
I think it's like complete like full circle that like I went from like being in college and doing a paper on a Chuck Wendig article to like you being friends with like <laughs> Chuck Wendig like this is like like a complete like circle this is like when I used to listen to like podcasts and like I like found Steel Saunders and then I found all of you guys and like like dearest closest friends oh. for life and Carlos like I it's like full circle and i'm so glad that like chuck wendig is in this like weird like circle i have it's like not even a circle anymore it's like kind of like an oval but then it's like it goes all over the place yeah, so it's, it's like, like a really tree. squiggly it's a branch, and like, branching tree yeah it's like a big tree it's like a like a big pine tree that like gets like really icy during the winter <laughs> and like those are always when the pine trees like really look really nice it's like when there's like mm-hmm. snow on them and they're like oh uh, icy. um yeah, I see. I'm trying to think of the word. Um, not glazed, but um, flocked. Oh, okay. <laughs> glazed. Yeah. That works too. <laughs> yeah. You see, I, I, I can't remember words or things. I'm really glad I've lasted as long as I have today. That's what she said. But yeah, I'm, gl- I'm very glad. <laughs> But yeah, it was a good episode of uh, Boba. I liked everyone working together. I loved the mods. Yes. I loved the the teamwork of Freetown and the mods. Oh, yeah. And one of the Freetown people and one of the mods like totally were, you know, sharing guns and shit. And I'm like, hell yeah, yeah I definitely. ship you guys for being nice to each other. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, um, Shand just going all crazy assassin murder lady at the end. Awesome. Why did she just disappear for my- like half of the episode though? Which is, like, one of my biggest complaints. Like, why have someone as wonderful as Fennec Shand and, like, only put her in half of the episode of the season finale? It was like, very weird. The whole time, because, like, she's doing, you know, she's, like, helps everybody out at the beginning. She saves her. She shows up suddenly and saves all of their butts. And then she's just gone. I'm like, but there's a big battle going on. Why? Why are we not seeing any of that? But then she goes and, like, hangs that mayor and shit. And that was cool. She's badass. You know... I saw a bunch of people complaining about Robert Rodriguez and, like, how, like, the show is, like, his fault or something. And I'm thinking, like, some of the best episodes yeah. from this ep- season are from Robert yeah. Rodriguez. So I definitely think that Robert Rodriguez should do more things in Star Wars because I think Robert Rodriguez is great. And I think Spy Kids <laughs> was good. And I think this is good. What and I like, yeah. What I, I like, like about Robert things. Rodriguez, even, like, stuff that I don't, like, like, even the stuff in his episodes I didn't particularly like, I like that his episodes actually have a style and a point of view and don't look like every other episode of a Star Wars show. I think that's, you know, one of the reasons you have a bunch of different directors come in is so you get a different point of view. And if you have a bunch of different directors and make them all do the same shit, then it's kind of pretty pointless. That was, like, the first season of The Mandalorian. Like, all the episodes are really good except for that one episode on tattooing that was, like, really bad. Dave's episode? Yep. I'm so mean to Dave. I apologize. It's not personal at all. I just... I'm sure, too. I'm sure that if he came over for Thanksgiving, he would have great stories, and it would be very nice to have his presence at my Thanksgiving day table. But it's not Thanksgiving right now. And I'm giving constructive criticism on a on a lot of things that has been going on in Star Wars that is due to 
his lack of creativity. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Oh, 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 I brought pretty, I brought pretty, pretty artwork today. So, bottleneck gallery, which is really hard to get you some because they do like editions of like 100 or like 50. But one of their artists did a chronic portrait. And it's incredible. Thank you to Chris Hall, who originally awarded me about it. And also to Turbo, who made sure that I knew about it as well. And asked me if I had alarm sets. And literally, I did have alarm sets. Because with bottleneck gallery, you sometimes do have to. But, sorry, I'm trying to find my picture of it. But it's like this whole, like, kind of... I got the variant, which is like this mostly, like, sepia tone one. Kind of, like, yellow to it. Let me... Yeah. Let me see if I can make you see it. There we go. I miss him. I miss him. I love him. I respect him. I worship. No, I don't worship him. But he's, he's so good. So I good. I always an Andor. He has to be. They have to put him in a weird wig. Like, please, God. Why a wig? Because remember, he's bald right now. No, he's look like he's not anymore. That was a while ago. Are you gonna see that? Uh, the I musical want to, that he's but in? it's playing in like two fucking theaters around here, and I got it. If it was the like the Alamo doesn't have it, they're the only ones I trust in terms of actually checking people's vaccine cards and stuff. So I sort of am gonna have to wait and see if I can find a showing when like no tickets are sold. You know. So I actually feel safe to go. Otherwise, if I have to wait and see that one on, you know, my TV, that's fine. But I really want to see it because I love him and I love Peter Dinklage. Yeah, I, I want to see that too. And I want to see him in Cassian, which I think he'll be in Cassian. And maybe he'll be bald in Cassian. <sighs> maybe he'll have... They're going to do like what they did in Rogue One where they reverse uh, Saw Gerrera. Where like... He has like a head, or he's bald. <laughs> then he has like a hair full of head, a head, head head full of hair. I don't know. The changes in that movie were strange, but I mean, Star Wars is strange. So I don't know. I just want to see him. He's my favorite. Yeah. Hopefully, Andor will be less. What's well, the best part about like Cassian Andor? Is that like. Who could you put in Cassian? Oh, they're going like... to fucking put in fucking Baby Yoda or something, and I'm going to be really mad. They're going to be like, we're hiding this oh, special yeah, cargo. Yeah. Is that what it's going to be? And do you, know do you know who saved him? Mace Windu saved him. And he put him here just for us like a little fucking Christmas present, because that's our present, is Grogu. <sighs> okay, stars. I swear to fucking God, if that rumor about fucking mace windu is true i'm gonna be so mad because that's so ridiculous like if in 2005 there was another yoda creature like we know but also okay there was yaddle like why are we forgetting about yaddle like if it was just yoda then like oh this super powerful creature bullshit thing but like maybe yoda's you know the species like Maybe the stars, they're just like us, you know? Like, maybe 
they're not all because it's rare they think it's powerful you know like people say i have red hair that means like i have a fiery temper and i'm mean and like all of this shit and it's like i mean i would compare myself to a yoda possibly because like there's not many of us out there but like that does that make me better than everyone else no it doesn't it sounds like you think it does because you talk about it a lot but no, it's not. I've I've talked about it a couple times this episode because my hair looked good today. And I'm thinking I have some nice red hair, but that doesn't make me better than everyone else. If anything, I think everyone I else is no better idea than what me. The story is about anymore. But that's the point is that maybe it's just a species we don't know. Like why is the Yodas like this ultra powerful like thing? Like why is it assumed that like Oh, since he's a Yoda, he's just like Yoda. Well, because like, we've only ever see- that's like when they only ever show three of a species and they're all like powerful Jedi, then that's what people are going to assume. I guess, but that's I don't also, know. Also, like I mean, from what it seems like, we learn the Mandalorian doesn't actually have anything to do. Like he wants him because he's force sensitive, and that would be the same if he was any species. Like he just wants to make his crazy force army. Yeah, but also what happened to Yaddle? Like, no one talks about Yaddle. Uh, I believe Yaddle showed up in the High Republic. Good for Yaddle. But yeah, I, I feel bad that, like, after, like, the, the Phantom Menace, like, Yaddle just, maybe Yaddle quit. You know, maybe Yaddle he, retired. Yeah, or is dead. Probably dead. I don't know. Maybe she retired. She probably has a good pension from the Jedi Council. What, the, the council that no longer exists anymore? Well, it's hard, it was to, a good... it's hard, hard to draw your pension then. Well, I mean, she was getting a good amount before it all went to shit. So, you know, she could write off of that because she was there. She was there for over 100 years. So that's like over 100 years of service. Like Anyway, the, the, she also sucks because she is part of the Jedi Council and they all fucking suck and are terrible. Well, then fuck her pension. She probably would be like, oh, yeah, but little baby Yoda, you have to make a choice right now. About whether you want to be a superhero or go see your dad. She's probably all for that shit. Fuck her. And then, like, Ahsoka being, like, you know, in the Clone Wars, like, I want to not be a Jedi anymore. Then all of a sudden, she's just choosing to be a Jedi, too. Like, having a one-night stand with Luke Skywalker. Like, guess what? That makes you a fucking Jedi that you're there keeping the Mandalorian from seeing Grogu. Because you can't form attachments. You had so many fucking attachments. And so does Luke. Like, you guys, like, do you forget who you are? Like, do you need Mufasa to come here and be like, you, you remember who you are, you know? Like, get out of here. I don't know. Crazy. Anyway, thing. I liked it when the baby Yoda cuddled up with the baby Rancor. That was cool. I thought that was very sweet. And I hope we see that Rancor again. It doesn't have a name. Like, why? why... Why talk about naming something when you're never going to name it? Like, Robert. Well, yeah. The problem is that they couldn't do that because they had to do the episodes that weren't about this show that they were doing. So you couldn't do a show where you had more Danny Trejo, like, teaching Boa Fett how to train the baby Rancor and then maybe getting the baby Rancor a name. And then actually building up to him riding the Rancor instead of just one episode where he says he wants to ride a Rancor and then two episodes later he's riding the Rancor. So one of the biggest crimes this season is the lack of uh, Danny Trejo. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Especially when you replace him with weird robot voice Luke Skywalker. 
Boo. I don't like it. I don't like Luke Skywalker. No, he sucks. He gets better, though, with age. He's like liquor. Yeah, that's true. We got to come again in The Last Jedi. Which was a great movie. Yeah, that movie's awesome. Love Ryan Johnson. Really excited for the new Knives Out. Me too. Oh, well, anything else you want to add to this episode? No. Great. What a great time. I'm so glad that we're back together discussing the things we hate and the things we love, including Mendo. Timmy Oliphant. Timmy Oliphant. And I'm don't already like forgetting. T- don't like Timmy Oliphant wearing shirts. Like yeah. Timmy Oliphant in general. We don't like shirts. Even though we sell shirts on Tee Public, we advise well, against I mean, we, we have. I, mean, I don't know how to I mean, selling is a bit ambitious. We have them for sale. Yeah. I mean, we. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to sit outside a celebration being like, T-shirts, Kendall Bite T-shirts. You like the planet? We're the podcast T-shirts. But, no. But, yeah. Where can you find you in the podcast and social media? I am on Twitter and Instagram at EF Lind. The show is on Twitter and Instagram at Canto Bite Pod. Where are you to be found? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram as Canto Brit. There we go. Yeah. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And we will talk to you next time. Please properly supervise your baby Yodas when you are sending them across the galaxy. Bye. Bye. Here we go. Yo, 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 and away we go. It's time to serenade my girl Lindo. Sorry, the ladies where I had to say no, but if I'm cheating on Serena, it's on Canto. No shame in the game, make even Rogue One seem tame. But I blame it on Brit with a ginger main main. Yeah, that's fire. Love on the rocks, leaves the love on my socks. Lindo fanfic leaves y'all shocked, especially when y'all truly whips out his cock. Canto bite. Episode 100 Hey yo, I'm back, no fulcrum this time I'm on a flight to the bay and I'm writing some rhymes My top three running through my head, you know So I had to come correct when they hit the hundo My girls E and B deserve congratulations Our adulation for the weekly creation My last celebration was all about them But this time I gotta drop lines for our friends This is for the bitches, strictly for the bitches Give it up for the bitches, all the canto bitches This one's for my bitches, only for the bitches Throw your hands up, bitches on my Canto bitches Start off with my Aussies Catherine's a sweet one Brought cash into lunch With Canto bitch number one Josh made it a team And had bourbon and cornflakes The kind of ice cream That made him show me his old face Got to meet Turbo And throw back some brews Fish tacos in San Fran You know we approve Rebecca from Perth I haven't met you yet Last shout to Fruity dude I didn't forget This is for the bitches Strictly for the bitches Give it up for the bitches All the Canto bitches This one's for my bitches Only for the bitches Throw your hands up bitches all my canto bitches Rabia and Adele often email the show I cut a track on them trolls with Johnny Grosso Jesse McGee busted a rap for me Met her and horse be it scum and villainy King Tom Death Watch The most regal of fathers Got to behold the luscious locks of Strata Shouted Rusty last time so I shouted Raj too You know the list ain't complete without lesson boo 
This is for the bitches, strictly for the bitches Give it up for the bitches, all the Canto bitches This one's for my bitches, only for the bitches Throw your hands up bitches, all my Canto bitches Now if I didn't say your name, don't feel no shame You love the fun, the games, and refresher bangs Hang on every word of Lindo's fanfic Where she describes every vein in Mendo's dick Spread the word, maybe buy a t-shirt I don't know, maybe ask the girls if Yaddle squirts Take your CBD, send in your top three, And you'll always be a bitch like me Get him, Eric.